Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Highly Debatable Sports Show. Yes, sir. Sponsored Indeed. by Powerade. Sponsored by Powerade, as always. Sorry that we missed our uh, college football show. School has gotten a little bit hectic, um, but we're glad to be back, and we haven't missed a Monday yet. Hopefully we won't. Uh, Lenny and I, before we started, we've been talking about a couple of things that we want to do here in the future. Uh, so continue to stay tuned to the highly debatable sports show because we're just we're just getting started. There's more things to come, more people to come instead of just our ugly faces every single week. Um, so, um, Lenny, what, what did you like about yesterday? Uh, I mean, we, we say it every single week. We open up the show and we say the NFL is insane. Football in general is insane. Um, but what, what do you want to um, say that you, you really enjoyed watching yesterday? It's frozen. So like I was saying, Lenny, um, if you can go ahead and, and say kind of what you enjoyed watching yesterday before we get into our first segment. Uh, I enjoyed watching the majority of the Washington game. Uh, there were yeah. some points, there was one call in particular that really made me mad. Um, I don't know. I think football is becoming a very soft sport. And I get it. I get, like, protecting players from concussions and from injuries. Mm-hmm. But when Chase Young doesn't even knock the quarterback to the ground and the flag gets thrown, what are we doing? I've seen that on him multiple times this season. I've actually yep. seen that on Miles Garrett a couple times too. Mm-hmm. But like, they're barely even touching the quarterback, barely even touching him. And Didn't even before, even before they're on the ground, the flag is already coming out. Yeah. But, I mean, um, Matt Ryan didn't even touch the ground. Still a flag. It's just because Matt Ryan is getting old and they're trying to protect these old quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, but other than that, something that I enjoyed uh, yesterday was watching the Seahawks uh, get a dub. Um, I did not think they were going to win this game. I think the 49ers are a better team than 2-2, two and two, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I didn't have faith in the Hawks yesterday to get it done. Um, their defense really stepped up. Um, I, I think that before halftime, that second quarter, really kind of won them the game. Um, they didn't score. Uh, they held the 49ers. Um, from not scoring, and they came out in the third quarter, scores uh, two touchdowns. They hold um, the 49ers, so it's only six points, and then get another touchdown. So, I mean, I think that really helped them, uh, keeping it uh, a pretty low-scoring game for the 49ers. But other than that, um, I was driving a lot yesterday, so I wasn't really watching a lot of uh, football as I would like to. Um, but other than that, the only really exciting thing and we're definitely going to get into it a little bit later. Cardinals and Rams. Um, I'm wearing this today just because it was like – I was looking through my drawer, and I was like, you know what? I haven't worn this thing in a while. I'm not saying that I'm a Rams fan at all. It's, it was just like in the bottom of my, like, clean clothes drawer, and I was like, I'm going to put it on. Yeah, they took an L. I was, I was shocked. Were you shocked? Uh, I wasn't shocked. I was kind of – I was – slightly surprised i would say i knew it would be i was a good shocked game. i was shocked i knew that it was going to be a good game bailey and i were listening to it on the way to ohio and um i said hey will you tell me about the scores really quick i don't want to look down at the phone and she said that the cardinals were up it wasn't still in the second quarter and they were up like um 
I don't even remember, but they were up. And I was like, oh, dang. And they, they were up by a lot. They, they scored 17 yeah. points in the second quarter. They only had one touchdown in the first. In the first quarter, they got beat. 10-7, to seven, a super close game. Rams were looking like the Rams all year long. And then second quarter, all I hear while I'm driving down the road, touchdown, Kyler Murray. I'm like, sheesh, this man got a chill. They march down the field again. Touchdown, dude. And it, I was just like, what's Matthew Stafford going to do? Because, I mean, Matthew Stafford has been just – anytime that the opposing team has scored, he's just marched his team down the field all season long. And the Cardinals' defense really stepped up. We said at the beginning of – this whole entire show that we've really been doing the last couple of weeks that the, the key to a Cardinals being the best team in the NFL is if their defense can show that they can do what they did, they did versus the Titans all year long. Yeah. And they showed up again. And I, I, and I was, I was fairly surprised. So that's the only other thing that really just excited me. Um, I didn't get to watch the, the rest of the game, but I mean, Cardinals shutting out the Rams, who have been one of the most powerful offenses in the NFL. Yeah. That says something about their defense, and I, and I think that some people have been sleeping on their defense. Um, Kyler Murray, I mean, two touchdowns in, like, the first, like, two quarters. Man, man was on fire yesterday. That's that's really all I have, I have to say. Um I mean, that was Matthew Stafford's last worst game so far this season. And yeah, and it still wasn't a bad game. No, wasn't it still a wasn't game. a bad game. Had almost 300 yards throwing, which he's averaged, and two touchdowns, which he's averaged way over. But that's really the only thing that I saw that was uh, exciting. But yeah. other than that, let's go ahead and get into it. I'm not checking down today. Life's too short to check it down. Is. Our new Indeed. segment. Week two, Lenny, how about you go first, and then I'll, I'll give mine. All right, so today my my life's too short to check down kind of predictions or just statements in general. I've got the Cardinals going deep in the playoffs. Okay. And based wow. off based off what we've seen thus far this season, excellent week one. Excellent. Had a shaky game against, I believe, it was Miami. I think. Mm-hmm. Am I right on that? They played Miami. Miami. Yeah. They yeah. were losing to Miami, fourteen uh, nothing at one point. I'm pretty sure. Which I mean, maybe Miami's an underrated defense because they did the same thing to the to Las Vegas. So, yeah. I've got the Cards going deep in the playoffs if their defense can continue to keep up this level of play which I don't think it will because, like I said, in week one, Chandler Jones, five sacks in one game. That's that's not going to happen again. Probably not going to happen again. Miles Garrett did the same thing for the Browns. That's a career day for both of them. Yeah. And, I mean – Four and a half sacks in one day is insane. They're both disruptors. They're both able to get into the Mm -hmm. backfield. And just making their presence felt in the pocket is enough, even if they're not Mm -hmm. getting sacks. And I think – the cards did a great job yesterday of blanketing Cooper Cup and not mm-hmm. letting Deshaun Jackson or Van Jefferson get over top. I think yeah. Van Jefferson got one deep touchdown. Yeah. But other yeah, than that, they he had six receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. So I mean, yeah. he still kind of had a pretty good game, but I mean, not as well as 
those receiving core people have for the Rams. Yeah. So I think the Cardinals can make a run. They're explosive, mm-hmm. super explosive offense. They've got yeah. two running backs who, if you give them 10 to 15 touches, I mean, they're going to do something with it. Chase Edmonds, James Conner. Yeah. Max Williams, Mad Max Williams. Very Max underrated Williams. tight end. Yep. Very underrated tight end. So that's one of my predictions. And mm-hmm. my second one is – Hold on, I got a question. You, you think they'll win out and win their division? Uh, I think it'll be a battle. It'll be a battle. Okay. Okay. It'll be close. I mean, if they play like they played yesterday, I mean, Kyler Murray right now is unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he just today, uh, he passed uh, Mahomes for MVP most likely. So, I mean, if they play the way that they keep playing, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that they don't win out this division. The thing, yeah. The only thing that I'm worried about, and I heard the announcers talking about it um, yesterday, is that the Cardinals have, have went off to a great start like this before. Last year, they had like a, a very, very short undefeated season and then fizzled out and then barely played like they were supposed to play the rest of the season. So I don't know if that's on the coaches. I don't know if that's on the players or just I think. on the schedule. But like – it, they they started hot multiple times, and then they fizzled away multiple times in the last couple seasons. So that's just something that I got to throw out there because I mean, if that's the culture that they have there, then okay, start off hot and then fizzle out. Then yeah, I mean the Rams have still been dominating that the NFL really, mm-hmm. and then they'll continue to dominate that division. Which I think. The combatant for that is mm-hmm. experience with Kyler Murray. Yeah. I mean, the Cardinals on the offensive side of the football is still a very young team. Very young. Very young quarterback, third or fourth year in the league. Mm-hmm. Two young running backs. D-Hop's been around. A.J. Green's been around. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk, probably this is his second or third year. Rondell Moore's a rookie. I mean, all of their weapons on offense – are very mm-hmm. like young players. Yeah. And the more poise they get, the more confidence the they have. Yeah. I mean, Rondell Moore is still balling as a rookie. Oh, yeah. And, and, but I mean, I think that experience on the defense is what's going to help them continue. I don't think they're going to fizzle out. That's just my opinion. I, I just think that has to be a rebuttal and a question to bring up. Why are they different this season than they've been different from the last couple seasons where they fizzled out? And yeah. I think it's the defensive side. I think bringing in JJ Watt kind of amps up that defense. Definitely, not that they yeah. had they not that they had a bad defense before. I just think they have a 100% defensive leader that is going to pull Buda Baker together. It's going to pull um, Chandler Jones together, right? And, and yep. they're they're going to. They're going to get everybody together and they're going to say, listen, like we know our offense can score points. We know that we have one of the most fantastic quarterbacks in the league right now. We have to step up and we have to win these games because we know that the offense, we know the offense is going to score. We know it. Cause I mean, if you think of the bills versus the Cardinals game last year, if the Cardinals had this defense, they have this year, instead of last year, 
they stopped Josh Allen in um, Diggs, um, Stephon Diggs, and and they they win that game after their offense stepped up. So I mean, after, I think personally, last year the reason they fizzled out is because Josh Allen kind of put poured the water out on the fire. I mean, it's it's hard to come back after a loss of that monument. You know, it's like you lose at the last second and then you have to like say, well, do we even trust our defense? Because even if it's down to the last five seconds, are they actually going to be able to hold anyone? Yeah. All right. You're not go ahead. I get that, but I think it's the same thing with the offense. Mm -hmm. The defense, like you said, has JJ Watt, Chandler Jones, two veteran pass rushers who Mm -hmm. can hold down that defense. Buda Baker is probably a top, seven defensive back in the league in my opinion okay. probably one of the best safeties there is I, I personally think he's better than jamal adams i know you don't like that but i personally the plays that he makes just i it, it's spectacular i mean he, he reminds me of like a rougher version of ed reed just somebody who's just all over the field he just yeah. you're always going to see him jamal adams is the same way but I mean, at least Buda Baker doesn't blow 76-yard routes to Debo Samuel against the 49ers. But Yeah, true. <laughs> but right. My, What's your my second down? prediction is not a check down. It actually is – life's too short to check down, but Aaron Rodgers is back. Yeah, duh. Aaron Rodgers is back. The Packers are back. Packers going to the NFC Championship. Whoa. You think so? You heard it here first. You think the Packers – Andrew Workman's going to love that. I know he Um, will. Why? I mean, I don't – Aaron Rodgers is is by far the second-best – quarterback of our generation Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers there's there's no in between um Aaron Rodgers just doesn't have the rings that Tom Brady has he's hungry he's hungry right now and what better time his last year in Green Bay what better time to do it why not why not this year and here's why I think that okay go ahead ahead. I'm listening I think Tampa's beatable yeah Tampa's beautiful they almost Drop one to the Patriots last night. Patriots are very though. underwhelming team. Yeah, but Tom's played in those conditions his whole career, hasn't he? Yeah, like it's there's no there's really no excuse for it. They they mm-hmm. got smoked by the Rams. I, I just think Tampa Bay is beatable, and I think any team this year is beatable. I don't yeah. think there's so far this season there's not one standout team. Some mm-hmm. may say the Cowboys. Some may still stick with the Bucks. Some may say the Rams. I just I mean, there's I only two that, undefeated teams left. Yeah, you're you're right. But here's the thing: Green Bay is a team that can go deep year after year, and they have a defense. They've had a defense. Their defense might be a little lackluster compared to last year, the year before last, but mm-hmm. it's still there. Their offense. Yeah. You've got receivers like Valdez Scantling, Alan Lazard, who have been younger receivers. 
Yeah, they've been younger receivers the past probably three years, and now they're finally developing and learning how to play with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, hold and on. It's you, taking know, pressure you know the one thing? thing? You know the one thing I loved about that game yesterday, talking about what? wide receivers? Randall Cobb got his first touchdown yep. as, as being a, a Packer again. I loved that. I mean, yep. I love that guy. He kind of, like, started his career at the Packers, and he really got made his name for himself there at the Packers. And Aaron Rodgers loves him, so I'm just glad that he got a touchdown yesterday. But you keep going, keep going. I just had to say Yeah, that. I just think – I think the pieces are fitting together for Green Bay this year. I think all of their players are kind of culminating into one. Mm-hmm. They've got – a really, really good RB2 in A.J. Dillon. He's proved yes. that. 15 the, carries the real, yesterday, 81 yard, yards. The real Quadzilla. The real Quadzilla. What, Dude. what? Is that like his Twitter handle or something? No, it's just they call him the Quadzilla. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's yeah. dude can squat probably 600 pounds easily. Wow. That's insane. Yep. But Aaron Jones still running back one, still a stud. Yeah, he's still a stud. Devontae, still a top five receiver. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. is Aaron Rodgers, and he's back. Yeah. He got, like he got undeserved hate after week one. That's what I'm trying to get across. The media loves to blow things out of proportion. Yep. The media loves to put drama – on teams, but I mean, it's just the media. If you are a football fan and you know football, a quarterback of his tenure, of his type, of his um, dominance in the NFL the last couple of well, honestly, decade because he's been playing longer than 10 seasons. Yeah. He's going to have a bad game because he's human, but the rest of the season, he's going to be fine. It was just exactly. that one bad game. It was that one bad game. It's either going to come in the middle of the season. It's either going to come in the 12th week or it's either going to come in the first week, so forth. But he had that bad game, but he's still Aaron Rodgers. We know what he's done. We know who he is. We know his talent. We know what he can do. Don't give up on the man just one one time, you know? It's like yep. we, we know what he can do. We've seen it. I like the prediction. I think that there's a possibility that they can win the NFC. Uh, I I think the NFC is wide open. I don't think there's yeah. one set one set team. Um, and I think the AFC is wide open. And, and I know we said this before. We all thought that the Buccaneers were going to be that team. Um, last week they get stomped out by the Rams. I mean, if, if we want to get down to it, they should have lost – the first game versus the Cowboys because Dak goes down the field, leads the team down the field, they score, but you give Tom Brady a minute and 15 seconds left. Too much time. In all honesty, any other team, Dallas wins the game. Maybe, Maybe Aaron Rodgers because, I mean, Aaron Rodgers does it all the time just like Tom Brady does. And he's done it to the Cowboys. He has many, <laughs> many times. Many times. Hey, but, we could, but we could see a nice playoff matchup between Dallas and Green Bay. I would love what for a it year to come for full, it. Yeah, I would love for the story to come full circle 
where Dak and Zeke's first year, they go undefeated all the way to the playoffs, then have to play Green Bay, and they lose by a field goal in Green uh, at home. I would love to see Green Bay come back in there and either Dak and Zeke win finally, and the storyline is they finally overcome the Packers, or even they go to Green Bay and then Aaron Rodgers wins it and goes to to the Super Bowl in his last year. I would love that. I I, I think that's that would be a, such a good story, um, just because I, I like storylines and and the way that everything comes back full yeah. circle. I think that would be awesome. I could see, I could see that a Dallas Green Bay matchup. Yeah, I could also see an Arizona Green Bay or Arizona Dallas. Tampa mm-hmm. Bay is probably in there. I mean, like there you said, it's Tom wide Brady. open. It yeah. is wide open across the league right now. I mean, this is week I, four, right? We just yeah. had week four. The 49ers can even come back. I, yep. The 49ers are a good team. And, They're and a good I team. Mean, whoever makes it out of the NFC, I mean, you're going to yeah. have to face the Panthers. <laughs> All right, Matt loved that one. You loved that one, didn't you? You you had to sneak it in there. I did. You didn't catch it for a second. Watch out for those Panthers. Um, I got two checkdowns. Yeah, yeah, I got two checkdowns. Um, the first one is just really really simple, and I think the second one's kind of simple too. Um, and these are both check check downs. Just just easy little predictions. I know that you went with a home run, but I, I know life's too short to check down. Today I'm playing it safe, and I'm, I'm checking down. Um, and, the, and the first check down I want to make is the, the Jets win another game. I don't think – Dude, that's they, a Hail Mary. Why? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Zach Wilson can do it. Zach Wilson Thank can you. do it. Zach Wilson I, can do it. You heard my tangent on the Jets last week. Yeah. I I have faith in the Jets. I did too. You didn't have much faith in the Jets last week. My question was, when do you give up on a team that never. that is you just never doing? Give up on a team. All right. Well, I I can admit when I was wrong. Okay, and I'm a grown man, so I'm being a grown man, and I'm saying I was wrong. Lenny was exactly right last week when he said, That's "Give." Good. <laughs> I said, get Lenny. You said, give Zach Wilson some patience. Let Zach Wilson do what Zach Wilson does best, and that's extend plays. And yesterday, I saw one of the best plays that I've seen in a while. I was going to pull this up later, but I got to pull it up now. Do you know what I'm getting ready to pull up? Yeah. I know. There's two two ones that I could imagine right now. Can you see me already? I can. Okay. So uh, this play is just crazy. Lenny, you said it last week. Give Zach Wilson some patience. Let him extend plays. Let him do – make it easy on him is what I'm trying to say. Make it easy on Zach Wilson to have a good game. Nothing easy about this throw, though. No, and that's no, what he does best. Okay, here we go. And Pete Jamison Crowder down there. 
one yep. of the best Washington hey, receivers to ever do it. You also said that Saylaw was a good coach, and I was questioning it. But after oh, this, yeah. I, I, I think that he's actually a pretty good coach. I think – like you, and it's like you said again. You were you were exactly exactly right last week, and I just didn't want to hear it. And I, I and, and I apologize for that. Put the crown on him. You were right. Give this team patience. They are going to find an identity, and they're going to make it work somehow. And I think that this shows them, shows the fans, the Jets fans, that they're going to be okay in the long run as long as they make it easy on Zach Wilson. Rolling out, blown he's, coverage. He's gonna have to get used to that right there. Yep. Rolling out of the pocket, defender in his face, drops it right in there. Right in there. And I didn't even start Corey Davis in fantasy. I did. I didn't because Zach Wilson has had a rough go of it since week yep. one. Yes, he has. But we're seeing we're seeing what I Watch wish this. the Bears would do with Justin oh, yeah. Fields. Yeah. That's a heads-up route by Corey Davis, though, Yeah, to, to be paying attention because Wilson was pointing. Here he yep. is, yeah. That's Dude, roughing that the passer. Chase Young, though. True. Honestly, though. Look at that. that... Oh, my God. Um, Freaking – Zach Wilson's arm Wilson. is insane. Oh, did you see his throw to set him up for a field goal to win the game in overtime mm-hmm. to kick that go-ahead field goal? Um, Let me see that. Yeah, look up uh, Zach Wilson's sideline throw to Jamison Crowder. It's a spectacular throw. Probably not as great as the Corey Davis throw, but I mean, yeah. the level of difficulty was right up there with it. And it set them up to kick the go-ahead field goal. But having Jamison Crowder back this week, I think, opened up a lot for the Jets because he's a solid receiver. I mean, he had a couple excellent years for Washington. Yeah, Zach Wilson, he's an improviser. He is an improviser. That's the the best way to put his his skill, the improviser. Yep. Um, I'm trying to find that play, Lane. It was you said it was at the end of the game. Yeah, it was like last. It was okay. their last drive in overtime. Dude, yeah, Zach Wilson, um, man. If if they would design more rollouts and stuff like that for him, then I think he's going to succeed. And I think that the Bears need to do this same thing with Justin Fields. But Zach Wilson's also going to have to turn into a Russell Wilson. True. And he's going to have to be able to get out of the pocket and get comfortable with throwing on the run and throwing under pressure. And that's something said, Russell Wilson did. Yeah. And do what? You said it was James and Crowder, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, do you remember what minute of the game it was in? It was overtime. So it was probably around okay. like five minutes left in overtime. Okay. I think I found it. Yeah. But – Russell Wilson okay. did a really Tell me if great this is job it or not. early in his career was getting out of the pocket and throwing on the run. Let me see. Yeah. Does that look like it's it? it? Okay. Uh, maybe. No, I think it was like a play or two before this. Okay. 
There's nine minutes. It's in. It was an overtime play, so okay. scrub through the OT. This is OT with eight yeah, minutes. This should be it right here. This should be it. Okay. Yep. Look at this. Drops it right oh, in. Oh, my Lord. It was Keelan Cole that caught it, but, yeah. Excellent throw. Sets him up. Yeah. Gets him in position. They end up kicking the field goal, stopping the Titans. Titans kicker, he, he choked, but yeah. What a way uh, to win for the Jets. I'm glad that you brought up the Titans and you said a little bit they choked. Excuse me. My other check down, well, life too short a check down, is Titans missed the playoffs. Titans missed the playoffs. I don't. Uh, I don't know if I can agree with you, and here's why. Just okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll I'll let you give yours, and I'll 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 talk back. They didn't have AJ Brown or Julio yesterday. Their number one receiver was that uh, Westbrook, Ekine Westbrook, or however you say his name, Mm -hmm. and he was held to like two catches. Yeah. But you mean you still have Derrick Henry on a Jets defense that hasn't really necessarily been able to stop anyone? Yeah. And go ahead and say what you're going to say, and then I've got okay. something to follow up with about the Titans. Okay. The Titans may possibly make the playoffs as a wild card or something, but they're not a team that is going to win in the playoffs at all. Um, I don't think they look like the Titans that have – been the Titans the last two years. They certainly do not look like the Titans that went into Baltimore a couple of years ago and beat Baltimore and then beat the Patriots. They don't look they don't look like that team at all. Um, and I think it starts with Ryan Tannehill. If they want to win games, he's got to play better. And I think he will. I think gradually throughout the season he'll get better. But as of right now, the first four weeks, they're a two and two team that don't look like they have any spark. Um, they don't look yeah. like they want to win games and their defense and especially their secondary doesn't look like they're going to hold up or be on par with these teams that are going to be playoff ready and have playoff mentality. But th- that's really the only thing that I have to say. As of right now, I think it's it's shocking the way that they're playing and they're not playing on to par with, it, with the way they've played the last two years. And that just surprises yeah. me. Here's a question. Is – okay. Is Derrick Henry overrated? Some could say yes, and I could agree with that argument. But at the same time, I, I think that you can make the argument that he's unstoppable. Well, here's here's my take on it. All right. Okay. He's obviously a very big running back, six foot yeah. three, probably about six five with his gear on. Very fast for his size. Yeah. Great, great skills. He shouldn't be able to be a running back. No, he's got amazing skills in terms of like stiff arming and stuff like that. He's elusive for his size. Strong as an ox. Strong as an ox. But but how many other running backs would put up the same numbers as Derrick Henry if they were getting 35 rushing attempts a game like he is? The only thing I have to say to that is the only other person that I know that's getting that many carries is Christian McCaffrey, and he's getting hurt. And McCaffrey's only really – I mean, McCaffrey's getting – let me look this up. 
McCaffrey's getting about when he was healthy, probably about 20 carries a game with about eight receptions. Yeah. But Derrick Henry right now, yesterday, 33 carries, 28 carries last week, 35 carries in week two. Only had seven. Yeah. Only had 17 carries in week one, was held to 58 yards. So let's see, 35 carries for 182 yards. He's averaging about five yards per carry, roughly, which is pretty good. I mean, but, but you're also getting 30 some carries. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not blasting Derrick Henry because personally yeah. I'm a fan. I think he's I think he's excellent. But what this leads me to, the yeah. high amount of carries that it's going to take for the Titans to win handing the ball off to him 25-plus times a game. And and then you've that, already been in two overtime games this yep. year. Is it yeah. sustainable for no the whole season? No, it can't be because you're going to get him hurt. I haven't thought about that. That's a good point to make. Is he the star player? Yes, he has to be, especially when your other two star players are hurt and you're not yeah. going to get the ball downfield. Well, yeah, let me let me check something else. Okay. Yeah. I just Tannehill, I just think go ahead, go ahead. Like it's like you said, Tannehill's got a he's probably got to step up the passing game, but I think mm-hmm. Mike Rabel is the type of coach to just ground and pound, to just run it, be Derrick Henry. Thirty three carries times. yesterday, hundred and fifty seven yards and one touchdown. Ryan Tannehill yesterday, 30 of 49, 298 yards and one touchdown. What's that then? Because, I mean, that's not – I mean, that's a pretty – that's still a pretty good game. All the other games, though, not showing that type of skill set. Mm-hmm. So, he's had a couple – he's had a couple good games this year. Don't get me wrong. I Yeah, and he's not a bad quarterback. He's not. I, I think Tannehill's a great quarterback, but yeah. it just – I don't know. Maybe it's the play calling then because I'm, it's kind of a just a safe thing for the Titans to be like, yeah, we're – I don't like – like to say Ryan Tannehill's up at the line. He doesn't like mm-hmm. to look at the defense. How much of a fail-safe is it for him just to audible to a run and just say, I got King Henry behind me. Let me just feed him. How many times a game do you think that the Titans actually do that? Because I'd be willing to bet that it's quite a bit. It's quite a bit. If we sat down and we watched the whole entire game together of the Titans, do you know how – I guarantee you, you're going to hear Ryan Tannehill saying, kill, kill, 45% of the plays because you know that just boom, right there. And that takes a lot of pressure off of Tannehill. And when the time comes, when the pressure's on him to make a throw – I mean, there's a chance he's going to make the throw, but at the same time, mm-hmm. the preparation from just just having that fail safe for Derrick Henry and just kind of copping out of mm-hmm. the pass play and handing it off if you don't like the look of a defense. So maybe maybe it's almost like a bad thing for Ryan Tannehill to have a Derrick mm-hmm. Henry running back, but 
at the same time, I think that that offense just needs to find a way to piece together the run and the yeah. pass because I think sometimes they try to do too much of one. My thing is, and, and this is just from what I've seen at Cleveland because I'm watching most of their games, is that's why it's so beneficial for Baker Mayfield. Or if you're, if you're a run-heavy offense, you have to have your quarterback play well because you can't run the ball 100% of your plays. Exactly. The defense is going to stack the box, cheat the run, and they're going to they're gonna stop it at some point. That's why the play action is so valuable. Fake, so fake valuable. the handoff. Fake yep. the handoff. Yeah. Yeah, you might have three defenders in your face for the throw. Yep. But you probably, most of the time you've got one-on-one coverage. And I'm taking those chances if, if I'm – especially Brian Tannehill. I'm taking those yeah, chances. Yeah, Julio and A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Uh, yeah. I love those odds. One-on-one coverage. Throwing up to probably one of the best – deep threat receivers we've seen in the last And decade. that was Cleveland's problem yesterday, is they tried to utilize the play action. They, they tried to get the ball to be moved around. Baker just couldn't get it done. Baker could not make those throws. And yeah. he even said it yesterday in the interview after the game. He said, there's no way we should have won that game. He said, I didn't deserve to win that game, and our team didn't deserve to win that game, and that's on me. He said, I don't know why the heck I played that way. So, I mean, he, he took full responsibility, and, and I begin to believe that it was his fault. But that's just, that's just my opinion for that. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I mean, I have Baker in fantasy, so I wasn't the happiest camper <laughs> yesterday. 14 to 7 when they've been averaging around 30 points a game. It's like I said, it, and I've probably said this three weeks in a row, that the Browns make the mistake – of getting down, they they have a couple big throws and some big mm-hmm. runs, and they get down to the red zone inside the twenty, inside the fifteen, and they just run it three times in a row and get yeah. stopped short, and then they settle for a field goal. But yesterday, I mean, they punched in two touchdowns, and I mean, it's like it, I don't know. I think they need to do something else, maybe some rollouts, some like bootleg rollouts hit Austin Hooper, David Njoku. Yeah. Tight ends are so misused, so underused in the red zone, in the NFL, in my opinion. In the NFL, yes. For the Browns, no. The The Browns and Baker Mayfield are utilizing tight ends more than they're utilizing any of the receivers. I'm, I'm saying they, in the red zone. I'm saying oh, yeah, the but the only, the only receiving player that has a touchdown – um is Austin Hooper, and he's a tight yeah. end. There's there is no wide receiver on the Browns that has a touchdown right now. Which does – A receiving it's touchdown. It's dumb, honestly. And that comes yeah. down to play calling, in my opinion. It's it's play calling. But, I mean, that's their – their identity is run. Like, their identity is, is pound, it pound, is. pound. But you can't win that way nowadays. you got to be versatile. Well, Baker's going to have to play better, and and people are going to have to be open. They're going to have to make – Odell got wide. Odell got wide, but then he fell down. And I was going to say – He he fell down because he was trying to go get a throw that wasn't there. Yeah. He had to try to come back to the ball. I'll pull it up now. Yeah, go ahead. 
he, he had to try to come back to the ball a little bit, slow his route down. That's one of those throws that as an NFL quarterback, you got to, you got to hit your dude in stride every time. Can you see it? Yeah, I can see it. Okay. Let me push play. Uh, throws behind him. Yep. If he throws that ball into the inside of Odell Beckham, that's no, a touchdown. Odell's falling down. No, rewind it, dude. He didn't fall down until he had to swing his body around to try to catch the ball. He underthrew him. The ball is underthrown. That ball right there needs to be over Odell's head so he can get the basket catch. That's a vertical route. That's, I mean, it's, that's just football, man. You got to make that throw. That's a touchdown if he leads him. You don't pass lead the ball down and away on a vertical route with no safety back. Odell, had, he had both of these two defenders absolutely just burnt. And Baker led him to the sideline. He had to swing his body around like this, open his body up to the sideline, and try to turn and reach back for the ball. That's why he fell. So you you think it's Baker's fault? A hundred percent. That's it. How 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 is that Odell's fault in your opinion? It's not. I mean, after after looking at it, it's not. I mean. Because how many how many deep balls do you see converted for a touchdown? Matt Stafford to Deshaun Jackson last week. Yeah. Goes over him, comes down, basket catch. That's what I mean, that's that's the beauty of a deep route. Everybody loves to see a go route completed on the sideline for a touchdown. I so think honestly, I'm just in denial. I'm just in denial because I love Baker and I in I haven't said this, but I don't think his his other arm is healthy enough, and I think he's kind of still hurting, but still playing. And I well, think I it, love, it's made him under underperform. I love Baker too, but that's a throw that he would make ninety five percent of the time. Yeah, when you've been when you've been leading through three weeks completion percentage, and then Dak Prescott takes it over. And so you're you're in the first or second place for the th- first three three games. I mean, it doesn't make sense. I think there's underlying conditions of, of why he didn't play good, and we just we just don't know. Um, let's do a rundown really quick. I know that we've kind of tangented a little bit about a couple of different things. I think it was a good conversation. Um, just just speed round through the uh the scores and we'll we'll talk right, yeah. stop and talk for a little bit. Okay. Uh first one up uh we've got the um Jaguars and Bengals. Great, great Thursday night game. Um I thought the Jaguars were gonna pull it away. Um but Joe Burrow stepped it up. He said, give me the ball in the final seconds I'm gonna get it done. He said, just give me the give me the ball, we're gonna win. And Trev got Trev tried to get it done with his legs. He dude, he did everything he possibly could to win that game. Yep. Yep. Um I, I saw a stat uh on Saturday, I'm pretty sure. And it said 
Trevor Lawrence has only lost two games his whole entire career, went up two touchdowns at half, and both of them are to Joe Burrow. I think Joe just has his number. We we just went over the Browns Joe and Vikings. Cool. 14-7. You love Joe Cool. Seahawks. Okay. Yep. Go I want to speak on a couple of things that happened. They got some lucky breaks, if you ask me. That right there from a receiver and you don't win the game just kind of blows my mind. Almost I mean, 200 was, yards. I um, the reason being is Jamal Adams blue coverage on one play, Trey Lance, even he even underthrew Debo Samuel on a wheel yeah. route. And Debo was still able to stop, turn back, catch it, take off up the field. Um, the, the return man for the 49ers muffed one of the kickoffs, picked mm-hmm. it up, tried to dive forward, fumbled when he dove forward. Seahawks got the ball on about the 15-yard line. Russell Wilson only had about 170 passing yards this game, but it's because mm-hmm. they kept getting turnovers and stuff that set them up yeah. in the red zone, and they were just they were just there every time. But Jimmy there was one G. play. Yeah. There was one play that Russell Wilson had where he broke a sack. He spun out of a sack, rolled to the right, threw it on the run, and just dropped a dime. I mean, it was – it reminded me of like the big Ben to San Antonio Holmes in the touchdown oh, wow. I mean, yeah. in the Super Bowl against the Cards many years ago. 2005, man. Wow. This game right here and my predictions that I send out every week, I had the Falcons. I really, really, really thought the Falcons were going to get it done. Um, but Taylor Heineke, man, he's shown up the last couple of weeks and he he's been he's been balling. That's your team, man. What what do you got to say about him? Uh you can you pause it for a second? Yes. Yeah, so like I said, uh Lenny, uh Washington 34, Falcons 30. Washington basically won the game there in the last couple minutes. Um what are your thoughts? That's your team. That's your team, like I said. Um just give us your thoughts about that one. We'll just keep rolling. Well, that that secondary got torched, and I mean torched by Cordero Patterson. Yep. I mean it was bad. That yeah. secondary couldn't cover a bet if it was a large blanket. <laughs> and that's just being honest. Yeah. And the D line is there, play after play after play. They're yeah. there. They're trying their hearts out. Linebacker core very solid. Mike, Mike Davis couldn't run on them at all. Secondary falls apart. Yep. We got a terrible call against Chase Young that we talked about earlier, yep. which really upset a lot of people, including the broadcasters. They weren't happy. But we saw Taylor Heineke. Yep. I mean, he, he, right now he is chiseling his name out to be the starting quarterback in Washington for yep. the foreseeable future. Yeah. And we're talking about a guy who – was sleeping on his brother and sister's couch yeah. a year or two ago. And he's dropping dimes. We saw – did you see that that one throw he made to Terry McLaurin, like rolling out of the pocket, off his back foot to the end the zone? The touchdown? Yeah. McLaurin dives from the back of the end zone and snags it. I mean, come on, man. And Terry McLaurin, 
That's a bad man. <laughs> oh my god. You know it is. <laughs> he is. He is a oh my six god. receptions, a hundred and uh, uh, hundred and twenty-three yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's a good that's a good day for the fantasy people. Excellent day. Yeah. Um the Falcons, I think they need some work done, man. I mean, I, I think that they I think they've pieced a lot of it together from the first two games. Um, they got a win against the Giants, snuck it out barely. I honestly thought they were gonna win today. Um, because I thought Matt Ryan and Patterson were gonna torch the secondary like they did. But I, I think yeah. go ahead. I think Taylor Heineke really showed his true colors and that he's a quarterback and he and yeah. he he's here to stay and he is here to ball and I think he's in love with Washington, and I, and I think that he's going to play his butt off for them to win games. Yeah. Uh, the next I, one that we, we can show – did you have something yeah. else you wanted to add? Go ahead. I was just saying that the Falcons are pretty much in a similar spot as the Steelers. Yeah. Like, what I don't think Matt Ryan's washed up, though. I don't think he, he is. I mean, if you do – okay. He's on his way. He's on the fast track. I, with that offense, with the weapons that they have, mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, Cordero Patterson, apparently, yeah. Mike Davis, a couple young receivers. They need they need a younger – I would like to see Zach Wilson in that offense. You think they're not going to trade for him, though? No, they wouldn't. It would never yeah. happen. But I was, I was going to say, hey, give it a couple years and my boy KJ might be there. No. Oh, KJ okay. gets right. KJ's been benched two weeks in a row, Matt. <laughs> I don't want to. He had to get benched because they were okay. That's another topic for another day. Bills forty to nothing. Texans are the worst team other than the Jaguars. Put in freaking Deshaun Watson. Well, never mind. You can't put in Deshaun Watson because he doesn't want to play there. He, he does. He does not want to be there. Even it's that's that's that. yeah. There are other reasons. True. But I mean, in all honesty, they could play him if they wanted to, and if Probably. he wanted to. Um, but the reason he he hasn't played yet is because he honestly doesn't want to play there. Bears, Lions. Uh, I feel bad for the Lions, man. It, it, it's like these these two numbers are almost switched every single game. It's in the first first quarter they're balling out. They're having an amazing first and second quarter. The first half they're great, and in the second half. Nothing, literally nothing. The, the very first game was the 49ers. Nothing in the first half, second half, come out, and you play, and you get touchdowns. Sad times. Jared Goff want, is having a great year. Yep. Yeah, he is. Bad snap yesterday. Um, kind of cost him a score. So, uh, Justin Fields actually did Justin Fields things. Not, not gaudy but he made the passes that need to be made so this mm-hmm. right here could happen. Yeah. Um, and I think Matt Nagy kind of did what he well, – we said that he had to do yesterday if they, if they wanted to win games. You have to make that offense Justin Fields' offense if you want to win. And if you don't, you're an awful coach because yeah. you're going to get him hurt. You're going to get him hurt. I agree. Um, I agree completely. Panthers-Cowboys, this is quick, just 36-28. They popped off in the third quarter. Sam Donald, four touchdowns. Responsible for all four. Two running. Yep. You know he Um, is the league leader 
in rushing touchdowns. Sam Darnold is the lead leader in rushing over all the running backs? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Dang. I did not know that. Yep. Um, well, something that I wanted to point out again is our man Trayvon Diggs. Another interception. He's had an interception so far every single game. And yeah. that man, that man's holding that defense together. I thought it was going to be Micah Parsons, but that man gives that defense its spark and its edge. He it's flies like- around the secondary. He might get burned like a few times throughout the game, but when it comes up the big plays, it's him. He's either making a big tackle or getting up there and getting the ball. And that's like Dak said after the game that the reason yeah. he is such a good defensive back is because he used to play receiver like yeah. his brother. And he knows yep. it. He knows what receivers are gonna do. Yep. That's I mean, just there there's a story like that um from LSU. There's a really, really good wide receiver at LSU, and then OBJ and Juice got there and they were yeah. became the starting wide receivers. And they said, well, dang, I can't play wide receiver anymore, but I still want to play. So they uh, went over to safety. Anything you want to say about the Panthers after they took their first loss? I I don't really have anything to say other than they just – this is a loss, but it should prove something to people that the Panthers can compete. Okay. They can yeah, compete. I mean, yeah. Colts, um, I thought Dolphins would win this one just because of how bad the Colts have been playing yesterday. Jonathan Taylor kind of carried that game by himself. Yep. Um, Giants. Beast. Beast. Yeah, he's a beast. Giants, Saints. I don't know what is wrong with the Saints or what's not wrong with the Saints. Give me your take, and then uh, then I'm going to talk for a second about this game. I'm trying to find this on my phone of who was drafted in the same – like who what quarterbacks were taken before Daniel Jones? Before Daniel Jones or before Sam Darnold? Just who was taken in that draft class? That's what I'm what, trying to figure out. What year was he drafted? Uh the twenty nineteen NFL draft. I'm looking looking at it right now. Um yeah, so Kyler Murray was Okay. Let's see. Maybe. Or maybe I'm missing. Maybe I'm on the wrong one. First selection was Kyler yeah. Murray. It was Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Josh Allen, Dwayne Haskins, where the quarterbacks that went. I was I just remember that draft night specifically because I was hoping Daniel Jones would fall to Washington, but instead they he didn't. And everybody thought that the Giants jumped on Daniel Jones. But I genuinely think that he can get the job done. I really, I really do. Lenny, I have not seen anything good out of Daniel Jones. Like, I'm I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I have not seen anything good out of Daniel Jones. And what do you I, how? Any game that I've watched him play, he is awful. I'm sorry, but oh, he's funny. so bad. Did you not see his stat line yesterday? No. Look at it. 
Guess I'll pull that. 400 yards. Daniel Jones had 400 yards? Yes. And he's had multiple the... games of over 75 rushing yards. Multiple okay, and the Saints the Saints are just trash then. They're really not, though. That's the thing. No, Daniel, Daniel Jones is not that good. Dude, go, go to Google right now and look up Daniel Jones' best stat lines. No, it's fine. Because <laughs> I don't want to be proven wrong. Dude, he, I'm telling you, he has shown flashes. And he, yesterday, he didn't, even, he didn't even have Slayton. He didn't have Slayton. We were, we were just talking, though, the other week when um, the Giants and the football team played. And you said that you didn't think that Daniel Jones was that guy. I don't think he was what everybody was saying he was. Rushing-wise, you... people were saying that he was, like, a great rushing quarterback and all this, which I think he's a good rushing quarterback. And I think he can break off a couple of read options. But I, Daniel Jones can get it done. So you, you think he's New York's guy? You, you, you think they have their quarterback? I do. I just think that they need to build. They need to build around him. Question, really quick, and then we're gonna speed through. Uh, do the Saints yeah. have their guy? Do the Saints have their guy? No. Okay, I agree. I, I don't think. I don't think. Sorry, I don't think James. James is the man. I want him to be the man because I love Jameis. While he's looking that up, I'm gonna run through the rest of these. Chiefs forty-two thirty. Um, Lenny actually said. Uh, last week, I think they only lose one or two more games. You still are holding to that, right? Yeah, I stick with that thoroughly. One thing I want to point out is two weeks in a row now, Jalen Hurts has over 300 yards. This man is popping off. And I think he he is the guy in uh, Philly. Uh, we talked about the Cardinals. We talked about Jets, Titans. Um, what? I don't know if Jalen Hurts is the guy. You don't know if Jalen Hurts is the guy? I don't know if he is. Why? And just because I feel like he falls short of what they need him to be. I, like If you watch the Eagles games, their offense goes stale for significant periods of the game because he misses two throws in a row, takes a sack because he doesn't want to throw the ball away and he's trying to extend plays. I think he's got the potential to be the guy. I just think he needs to get some more experience under his belt. But right now, I just don't – I don't know if he's – If he's the guy. Yeah. Everyone knew this was happening. I don't think we need to discuss this. Broncos poor had Teddy. played – Yeah, yeah, poor Teddy. The Broncos had played no one, not a soul. Um, and, of course, the Ravens were going to go in there and win. Um, Steelers – I want to talk about them later specifically. So just 27-17, we knew this – we knew the Packers were going to win. Packers are a good team. That that one loss that they have versus the Saints was a fluke, in my opinion. It's all because Aaron Rodgers had a bad game. And then we said earlier, Buccaneers can get beat. I mean, that's three points, man. Um, Bad weather. Go ahead. I've got a question. Who was the last rookie quarterback to beat Tom Brady? I don't know. Who? Eugene Smith. Eugene Smith? Geno Smith. Are you kidding me? When he started for West Virginia, or when he came out of West Virginia, he started like seven games for yeah. the Jets one season and beat Tom Brady, upset Tom Brady. 
Geno Smith. And now Geno's backing up um, Russell Best Wilson. Back up in the league. You can at him at that too. I I, I believe it. Um, yeah. Other so than what that, I was we... pulling up. Go ahead. Go ahead. What I was pulling up are some some Daniel Jones stats right here. He threw his first interception of the season last week or this, this week against new Orleans has thrown for over 250 yards in every game. And he's averaging about five, six carries a game. Averaging about probably 45 ish rushing yards a game. He's people are sleeping on him. I mean, right now he do what? I'm sleeping on him. I don't think he's that guy. What do you mean? I don't think he's the guy for the Giants. I don't think he's going to get it done. I don't think they're going to be a winning team. I don't think I, that he he's got the stuff. I don't think they will be either. I'm just saying. Like I think I think it's a Sam Darnold situation. You think if he goes to any other team that he balls? Yeah. I think there's so many quarterbacks that you can put in the Steelers offense, the Falcons offense. Yeah. Any of these offenses that are struggling and they're going to succeed. I think the Steelers problem isn't quarterback, but we'll get into it later. Um, Is that all the games that you wanted to cover really quick? Yeah, that's I'm good on those. Um, Now to a new segment that I would like to call – Agree, underreact, or overreaction. And I'm, I want to pull up a TikTok that I, I saw today. This guy posts, um, like, what we learned about week four on TikTok every single week. And I think a lot of people know about these and see them on TikTok. So let's watch it, and then let's break it down. Can you hear it? Uh, I can't, but I can read it. Okay, my bad, my bad. Here, here, here. Let me uh, let me stop, and then I'll I'll reshare. Because I was like, wait a second, I don't think you can hear this right now. I don't need to hear it. It's all good. Oh, okay. Well, I can, if too, I can read it, I'll be fine. Too late now. Trayvon Diggs has made I agree. Okay, well, let's just break it down, and we'll we'll watch, break it down, and and keep going. So Trayvon Diggs, agree, underreaction, or overreaction? Trayvon Diggs makes Dallas's defense a problem. You're up. Agree. Okay, why? Five interceptions through four games. Speaks a lot. Speaks a lot. Versus very talented quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Sam Darnold. And who else have they played? Did you just say Sam Donald's talented? I'm getting through to you. You're getting through to me. Yeah. I, dude, after that game yesterday, I watched a lot of it. He looks good. Mm-hmm. He looks good in a Panthers uniform. And if you're going to lead your team down the field and you're going to run it in yourself four times. And they it's didn't pretty even have McCaffrey. Yeah, without him. It's pretty, pretty spectacular. Who else have they played, Lenny? Oh, uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he's all right. Okay. Um, I think this is – and you know I love him. You know I love him. 
I think this is an overreaction. I, I yeah, don't. I, I think it's a very bold overreaction. You said that you agreed with it. I agree with with the Diggs one. I don't agree with this. I think this. Oh, is an oh, oh, oh. I, I'm doing the I'm doing the Diggs one right now. Oh wait, you think it's yeah. an overreaction? Yes, and here's why. Really? Football is not a one man game. Exactly, you, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, All right. it's not a it's not a one man game. Because we have seen very, very talented and spectacular people on the defensive and the offensive um, ball that they can do everything in their skill, power, and talent to try and win games. But if the people around them, if they're not spectacular, they're not going to win games. So my example for this is Jamal Adams. Everyone knows that he is talented. Yes, does he get blown sometimes? Yes, any corner in the league is going to get blown sometimes. Even Jalen Ramsey gets blown by sometimes. It's just going to happen. Um, but do we want to look at anyone else on the Seahawks right now? No, I mean, the only defensive person they have is Jamal Adams. So if we say Jamal Adams makes Seattle's defense a problem, I, I, I can't agree because he's one guy. Trayvon Diggs. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. What about JJ Watt making the Texans' defense a problem? Or I agree with that. I agree with making Carolina's defense a problem. Okay. Okay. Here. Or Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey making the Rams' defense a problem, though. That that's multiple people. That's multiple spectacular people. No, I'm talking like even before Jalen Ramsey was there, the Rams still had a top defense in the league. Just because of him, centerpiece of that. It's not just because of the player. I'm. I think that there still has to be pieces around it. But yeah, I mean, having a shutdown corner like that. My thing is, is right now Dallas has a lot of people hurt on defense, and their defense is still shaky. And that's just my opinion. I think their defense, just because they have Trayvon Diggs, is really, really, really good. I don't think they're a problem because they still have a rookie in Micah Parsons who at times can't make tackles. I mean, he, he, he's been great. He has been great so far and a, and a very good help for the Dallas defense. But that tackle yesterday on DJ Moore, all he did, all he tried to do was truck him and hit stick him. If he would have wrapped him up and actually tackled him and, and like you're supposed to do, then DJ Moore would have gotten down. And, and you stop a huge gain from DJ Moore. Um, but I, I don't think it makes them a problem. I still, I still think they need a couple more pieces or Micah Parson needs to have a couple breakout games. And then I think their defense is going to be a problem. I think they're really, really good, but I don't think they're a problem. Just my opinion. It's awful. Okay, your thoughts on that one. Miami is nothing without Tua. Go. Uh, a severe overreaction. Okay. I don't think Tua – I like Tua as, as a player at Alabama, and I think he's yeah. a good dude, but I don't think he is – NFL I, material? Yeah. Nah, I just don't. Um, is that your only thing to say? Yeah. 
I'm gonna gonna pull that back up. Miami is nothing without Tua. This is hard for me because last year when Tua came in, they won a they won a couple of games with him in there. Um, they're one and three now after yesterday, and the one game that they've won was who was the quarterback? Tua. So I don't want to say they're nothing. Um, so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with um, overreaction just because I. I I think their defense can stop people, but not stop them long enough to win the game. I mean, look, they have three points. Last week they didn't have Tua, but they still kept with um, the Raiders. Mm -hmm. And their defense stopped the Raiders a couple times, but uh, Jacoby Brissett still kind of got the job done. So I'm going to agree with you, but I I really think they're a better team when Tua is on the field. Yeah, I'd, I'd take two over Brissett, but they're two is still not going to propel them to the level farther. Of, of winning, having a yeah. like, winning record. Next one. I met her at my show, and we smashed right after. If we go three rounds, and she fall in love faster. Very next morning, I'm Casper in another city. What do you think? The AFC South is the new NFC East. No. <laughs> Why? I said, <laughs> Why? Why? I've, I've had to watch this conference my entire life. Nothing can replace the NFC, the East. NFC East. Yeah, every literally there's been seasons where everybody in the NFC East has had a losing record. Dude. This is just for this year, bro. This is just for this year. You're still saying no? I can agree then. Yes. Thank you. For this year, then. Thank you. Dude, if you look at any, dude, there's, there's one team on here that has, I think, at least one win the Colts. The Colts have what? What's their record? The Colts are one in three. Okay. Let's let's go and look at someone else in their division, like the Jaguars. Oh and four. What are the Texans? One and three, I think. One and three. Yeah. They're buns. They are so bad. Who else is in this this uh division? Uh Jaguars. And the Titans, man. Yeah, the Titans. Titans are the clear-cut best team in that division, but they're still – just got beat by the Jets. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Yeah. So, you know my opinion. I think this is an underreaction. There's only one bad team for 100% sure in the NFC East right now, and, and that's the Giants. Philly has looked good at times. And I think they're going to win a lot more games than they've won so far. I cannot wait to watch the Cowboys and the football team play because I think Taylor Heineke could possibly tear up the Cowboys. I would love to see it. I know you would. But the AFC South, horrendous. Horrendous. 
And Urban Meyer just caught got caught in a, a new scandal today. Yeah. So, what oh, dude, what an idiot! Worst division in football right now. Next one. I said it last week. Go ahead, say it because I know we're one hundred percent going to agree on this one. I said it last week that that I would not be surprised if the Lions find it at some point in the season and go on a roll. That yeah. was my my uh, hail mary on the on the segment last week. Yeah, I said that the Lions could potentially sneak into a wild card or the wild card picture. They may not make the playoffs, but they could sneak into the picture. So. It's only four weeks, man. Um, there's more. Time, there's man. more than there's more than ten weeks left of the season, man. So they could get on. They could get on an undefeated streak the next game and not lose another game. Yep. So they're better, and they've shown sparks of it that they're better. Um, my thing is, when are they going to show that they're better? I, I don't think that this is an overreact. Could be next week. Yeah. I don't think that this is an overreaction yet, but if they win another three, if they lose another three games in a row, we come back to this. This is an overreaction. They're, they're, yeah. they're just, they're just not a team that's going to win. I agree with you. Okay, um, the next one, we got a few more. Dallas is a legitimate threat in the NFC. I hate to say it, but I agree. Let's I don't go. Think it's, I don't think it's an underreaction. No, it's not. I think it's, it's, an I think it's, it, it's right there. I think that so far this is like the perfect just like in the middle, in the middle line. Um, I, I'm leaning more to an overreaction because I think their defense is shaky. Um, the people that they've played so far are also other teams that are shaky teams. So, I think it's because the Cowboys have not been great for since the nineties, probably. Yeah. They haven't really, I mean, they've had a couple of years here and there where they've mm-hmm. been like, yeah, we, they could potentially make a Super Bowl, but they always choke in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think now having Dak back is. Who's on fire. Is, People are just all over the Cowboys again. They're just it's, so. I mean, this is something that a statement that we would see. I've or I've personally seen year after year after year after year, but this yep. year I think it actually has meaning. Hmm. I I agree. Um, I I think they're gonna do. I think they've got a lot of games left to play. And I think that their defense went healthy and battle-hardened. Um, I think they can be a huge threat. And I can't wait to see what they do the rest of the season. Speak another language like she's from another planet. She struggled when I'm gone. It's hard when I leave. Okay. The, the next one is the Cardinals may run away with the NFC West. We talked about this for just a little bit. Uh, underreaction, agree, or overreaction? Uh, I agree. I don't think it's an under or an over. Okay. I am going to go with through four games, okay? This is only through four games, 
and we can come back to this and I can change my mind. I think this is an underreaction. Um, I think that the 49ers right now are definitely the worst team in this division. Um, I think that the Seahawks have a lot to work on. They do not look like the Seahawks teams that they have looked like in the past um, where they can hardly score at some times. The Cardinals just proved that they're the most high-powered offense in the nation. So as of right now, this is an underreaction to me, and I think the Cardinals Cardinals might possibly blow through the whole entire NFC, not just the NFC West, if they continue to play like they've been playing. That was my that was my prediction earlier. Cardinals yeah. go deep. I could see it happening, my brother. I had to fix my brakes with it. So this one right here is it's officially time for Big Ben to retire. Can I go first here? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. This is an overreaction. He should have retired last year when the Browns spanked him in the playoffs. And he sat his he just sat his fat hind end on that bench and he cried. <laughs> that's when that's when he should have retired. He has never gotten beat that bad by anybody, and especially the Browns. And when the Browns spanked him in his own house and bent him over, boom, that's when he should have retired. Oh, I mean underreaction. I said overreaction. My bad. Underreaction. Right? That's what I would say. I am. I just agree. All right. <laughs> I just. <laughs> yeah. Just move on. Why? Because he's a legend of the game, and you just, just disrespect him heavily. I didn't say that he wasn't oh, a legend. Man. He's one. He's one of the greats. I, I like we said earlier. From for our generation of growing up with football, Brady, Rogers, Roethlisberger. It's one, two, three. Troopers. Oh, frick. That's still playing. That's still playing. That's the three. Okay. That, All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's only time before. Justin Tucker breaks his own record. Overreaction. Oh, I don't think so, man. I, I think at one point in, in this day and age that we are in, he's going to hit a 70-yard field goal in the middle of a game. I, I 100 He's done it I in practice, it. and I've seen so videos of him do it in practice. Yeah, but, that, but the problem is, is to do that in a game, I mean, it was – very lucky that he pulled that off it against doinked. Detroit. It doinked yeah. over. So it's hard, man. I, don't know. I think I don't he can know. do it. We we I said last week that he he's the goat, and I think it's gonna happen. So I, I agree with this one. You say it's an overreaction. You don't think he'll ever do it? No, I don't. I I think that record's gonna stand for many years. Sixty six, really? Mm -hmm. hmm. Okay, let's keep rolling. We're almost done. Taysom Hill. I, Taysom Hill could be a tight end one if needed. Agree, underreaction, or overreaction? I'm right in between agree and underreaction. I think okay. he can play. He could play 
defensive end if you needed him to. Yeah. I think I, – I like the question, would Taysom Hill be a tight end one at any other team? Is, is that an underreaction? Could you agree with that or is that an overreaction? The, the man is the most useful player I've ever seen in football. He reminds me of Jabril Peppers in college at Michigan, yeah. where Jabril Peppers literally played everything. My opinion, I think he's better than Jabril Peppers because he's more versatile. I mean, he, he blocks kicks. He can get interceptions. He can sack the quarterback. He can, he can catch a touchdown. He can throw a touchdown. He can run in a touchdown. He can truck people on defense. I mean, on offense that's playing defense. Um, I think that he's better than Jabril Peppers, but I think that if a team absolutely needed him to be their tight end number one, I think he's so talented that he could do that. I agree with you, yeah. Okay. So you're – go ahead. There's a lot of teams right now that are running like two or three guys at tight end because they don't have that clear-cut number one. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, why not? Yeah. I think he wants to be a saint, though, because, I mean, they, they took him when – They paid him a lot of money, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, a few more, I think we're done. Baby, as soon as they find out our rap, crazy. But I do play – Tom Brady didn't get the homecoming welcome we all thought he would. I, I think that's an overreaction. I think so, too. He, he got some booze. He got some. Booze, of course, he's going to get some booze. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a bunch of drunk people in, in the stands. It's Boston, it's Boston like sports. yeah, yeah. You knew people were going to do him. I, I think that's all we have to say. I mean, the the people that love him and have rooted for him his whole entire life, they're they're gonna they're gonna cheer for him. If you're a true football fan and you're a true Patriots fan, everything he's done for that, um, I was gonna say congregation, that um, that team. <laughs> Uh, you, you cheer for him. Yeah, six rings. That's it. That was the last one. So, um, that's it. So, that one was a short one. Uh, let's do our predictions just really, really quick for tonight's game, and um, we'll, we'll call it a day. All right. You can go ahead. I want to hear yours. Okay, so our dear friend and hopefully a guest on here soon, Braden McGrew, sent us a message this morning when we woke up, and he said, Matt and Lenny, uh, y'all pay attention to football the most in here. Uh, Who wins tonight, the Raiders or the Chargers? And we both gave different answers. Um, I told Braden, I said, I love the Chargers and their offense. Their defense also has been playing very well. Kaiser White has been playing pretty well from WVU. And uh, Derwin James, has he's finally healthy, and he's been playing phenomenal. Um, however, I think that their Raiders have found ways to win when being down, out, and in adversity. I really think it's anyone's game. I've been thinking about this all day. We love Herbie. We love Herbie. Um, I also love Derek Carr because he's a Christian. And he doesn't care, win, lose, draw. He's still just there to magnify Jesus Christ. So, in the end, and man, I'll tell you my dilemma. I would love for the Chargers 
to win for then the Browns during practice this week to say, okay, the Chargers just won. We got to practice hard and we got to be ready for this game. They're a good team. They've won a lot of games. They just won last week. They're on a hot streak. We barely won. We've got to go in there. We got to kick their butts. But at the same time, if they lose, it's like, oh, okay, they're nothing. And the Browns are like, we got this one in the bag. But you don't, you don't have this one in the bag because the Chargers are a really good team. But the Raiders, I think, are the team that prove that they're a better team. And I think that the Raiders are hungry. They're really hungry. Yeah, more so than the Chargers. And I think that Gruden has them ready. You said it's going to be a close one. Depends on QB play. Raiders almost lost to the Dolphins last week, and Chargers beat the Chiefs last week, if that helps you. Raiders have been streaky. The one thing that I think the Chargers have on their side is momentum. Mm -hmm. I think they have more momentum, even though the Raiders won an overtime game again. You can debate the momentum from both of that. Um, But I I think think I'm going to have to go – Dude, it, it's it's literally such a toss-up, but I'm gonna say Chargers. Um, yep, I'm go. gonna say Chargers. I'm gonna say there Chargers. Go. Is that your is that you you're picking? Yep. I'm gonna say Chargers. Um, I think the Raiders lose tonight only because Herbert and Mike Williams have a connection that I haven't seen Mike Vick have since him, Mike Vick and Deshaun Jackson played together, where it's like there's a there's going to be a deep ball thrown to Mike Williams every single game, and no one's going to see it coming. It, it comes at just the most random times, and, and they're going to be down the field it, just like that. Um, and I think that's why they win. I think they've got that deep ball potential that comes every single game. The Raiders have that with Derek Carr, Derek Carr and Ruggs, but I don't think it's as, as good as the connection mm-hmm. between Herbert and Mike Williams is. Yeah. So I, I say Chargers win um, only because the Raiders' defense is going to get caught lacking a few times, and there's going to be some chunk plays down the field that set them up to score a lot of points. I agree. I'm right. Okay. I'm right with you. I think the Chargers have a very underrated defense as well. Yeah. Very underrated. Mm-hmm. But that's – I've got Chargers. Okay. Score. You do your score and I'll do my score. All right. Uh, 31 to 24. Chargers. I, I was going to say this was going to be really low scoring. And I was going to go 28-21 Chargers. Um, I could even see it being 28-24 and, and just being like a four-point game. And the Chargers defense goes up, sticks up big, and makes the uh, Raiders kick a, a couple field goals, and they, they just can't get it done. Um, I would love to see this go into overtime. Then the Raiders could possibly win three overtime games, which is crazy. Um, 
but that's that's really my prediction for tonight. I'm excited for it. Um, Monday Night Football is back, and today was a good show, man. Uh, I enjoyed it. I like the a couple of new segments, and I like doing the uh, overreaction, underreaction. Agree. Yeah. Um, check us out. Uh, when he's been saying it the last couple of weeks, I'll let him say goodbye and get, sign us off. But I say check us out on Anchor, on Apple uh, Podcast, and on YouTube at the Highly Debatable Sports Show. We also have a Twitter, uh, Highly Debated. What you you say? What is it? It's what. It's Highly Debate 304. Highly Debate 304. So go check us out on Twitter, too. Lenny, uh, sign us off. Tell them to have a great day, and let's roll. Yeah, just retweet what Matt said. Thanks for watching. We will see you guys in a couple episodes, hopefully. We can get one uh, another one done this week, and it's been a blast as always. Peace.